Little slice of peacocks in your pocket. And welcome to episode three of Wordsworth Weekly, the official Taunton Town podcast. I am John. I am your host, one of the commentators on Peacock's radio. Today, I am joined by head of social media, Max. Say hello, Max. Hello, Max. I'm also joined by regular analyst, Adam White. Say hello, Adam. Hello, John. Good evening. And shockingly, we've got a returning... Rich Wilcox-Smith, say hello. Good evening, I'm back. He's back. So, round of applause by Adam there, clapping away. You can't see it on audio, obviously. So yeah, we're going to be talking about the Chelmsford game, the Farnborough game, and other stuff in between. Anything anyone want to say before we get started, or should we jump straight into the game? We have to. I mean, if we get it over and done with, we can then talk about more exciting things. Yeah, go on then. Yeah. So, Chelmsford away. Who had, had a lot work- of fun? We had a working coach. We had a working coach with <laughs> aircon when it wasn't needed. <laughs> like, was anyone else on the way back? I know that we're like we're flash forwarding from this. But, yeah. Um, Anyone else like covering up with a, a jacket or something? Because I was freezing. So the aircon arguably worked too well. <laughs> the one time you don't actually need it is the one yeah. time you're shivering on the bus. We've had <laughs> we've had both ends of the spectrum there. And... We may eventually get it right at some point. <laughs> from one yeah. little way day to remember, we went from zero to a hundred real quick. And we needed it the other way around. <laughs> yeah. If the aircon was to break, let it be on a cold, drizzly Saturday night rather than one of the hottest days in September. Yeah. October. Should we October. start? Was it October? Dover? Oh my God. Yeah, it was near the beginning. I won it. Yeah. Yeah. Should we start with what we did on the coach on the way up, which I found hilarious, by the way? Was it the Probably, pro- no, 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 no. Probably the most exciting part of the day. Which the was? Sheet. The team sheet, the, yes, that was that, a lot of fun. spooky team sheet. The team sheet was good. Now that all came about with Max showing us the graphic of what he'd done to Rob Rob Dre's face, which is put a pumpkin over it. And I suggested, how about we uh, give the players spooky names? Like the example I had in my head was Dan Lavatoom. And Max went, well, if you can think of the starting lineup and the bench, I'll do it. So all the way there, we're thinking of players' names and words we can associate with Halloween and trying to get it to fit. Some of them were a bit of a stretch, like um, James to Flames, because we couldn't think of anything else. But then we had some fantastic ones. Rich, what was your favourite one? Because I think I know what everyone's favourite one is. Well, do you want to read through the whole team? Yeah, read through the team, and I can yeah, tell you. So do it like a before and after. Adam's favourite one, I'm pretty sure, is the last one you're going to mention. What, if it does so it, you... in posi- if it, if do it if in he, position order. Yeah. If he reads it like from goalkeeper onwards down to the bench, I think the last one is your favourite, if I'm remembering it correctly. So am I reading it as it was put as, as he would read it on the team sheet. As you're reading oh, on the team sheet. Right, okay, so... Uh, goalkeeper was Dan Lavatoom, Jay Golston, Nick Slimes, Austin Booth, Ollie Chamberlain, Lloyd Flames, Trick McCutie, Zach Lanton Smith, Cameron Evil, Dylan Morbid, and Creepy Crawly Lucas. On the bench on Saturday was Dan Eyeball, Gross Stone at uh, Stern, sorry, Bat Jarvis, Dave Grim Burgess, and Marcus Knight. Marcus Knight is the best one. Now, I love it. So. I, I have done a lot of projects in my media career. Now I have to say, going up to Dover, going up to Chelmsford, coming up those was a uh, was a good laugh and probably one of the one of the most fun things I've done. What I loved most media. was on the way back, 
it's obviously Rob came and had a spoke to us and like, oh, how did things go and everything else? But then I heard them, like him sat down with um, Matt Villis, uh, Connor, and um, I think, I don't know who else was sat with their table, but they Steve were all Phillips. going through. Hey? Steve Phillips. Steve Phillips, that was right. And they literally, they were all reading through and they were bursting out laughing at them. I, I, find, I think it's hilarious. Well done, guys. That was a lot of fun. On a, like, we've got to do one for Christmas now. It's it's so good that I, like, I'm looking at it now. I'm just reading it. Creepy crawly Lucas is <laughs> yeah. is top top draw. So top is draw. So is Trick McCuty. Trick McCuty is <laughs> my favourite. Trick McCuty. I'll I'll preface this for uh, the support sitting at home. I said I'll t- change them all if you can come up with eleven. Thinking there's no way we'll come up with eleven, and I can just put a normal lineup out. But then. We sort of got to 13, 14, and I thought, oh, yeah, go on then, right, I'll, I'll come up with a few. Because at that point, the ones that had been drawn out were so, so good. And I thought, well, we can't, like, do all this and now not use them. Mate, when you said, I'll do it if you get 11, I could do all the volunteers behind the scenes as well, let alone just the players. <laughs> all right, all right, then. So you've gotten to the end of the podcast to think of names for us, then. Thank you, oh, Charlie. God. Well, is it Halloween names for us three? I'll open with Max Gournier right now. Right now. Okay, yeah, you said that one in the chat. Adam Fright. Adam Fright, yeah. <laughs> and that, come, the... come, back, come back to me, the other two. This, <laughs> this game of two halves. The cogs it's are going. Two halves. game of two halves. <laughs> so whilst Adam's thinking about that, should we talk about the actual lineup, not the Halloween version? <laughs> well, to be fair, when... I saw the lineup and it, it was two, it was a you know it was a, two changes from uh, the Bath game. It was like you looked at the team sheet and you thought, where the how are they going to line up here? But to have um, Smith and Morgan playing a more advanced role, playing behind Makuti, even having Makuti playing from the start was great news. I have that. Um, yeah. The, Looking at the team lineup before the game started, I thought, yeah, confident, confident shape. And then, yeah, I, I, I agree. I am. Um, I'm glad we made a few changes, just on the on the basis of that we'd had. It was a three game week. Do you know what I mean? We we played Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. Um, and I thought I thought Saturday was was okay. Like we first half, I thought we were really good. Unlucky not to score. Unlucky slash should have scored. Um, I, I, I've, second half, it sort of set up that we were away from home and points a good point on the road at Chelmsford and I think we'll take it and move on. Put it in your back pocket. I think that's a good point at the end of the year. There's the age-old saying, if you can't win them, don't lose them. Absolutely right. And that's what we did. We didn't lose it. Yeah. I, I think it was a quite a mature performance from the team. I think it got to a point where like we managed the game pretty good. Took the sting out of it when we needed to. Dan Lavatoon made some <laughs> really good saves. Scarily uh, good saves. Scarily good saves. I like it. I um, don't encourage him. <laughs> he doesn't need it. <laughs> yeah, I I I think I think it was a it was a solid away performance. What do you think, Max? I think the game could be summed up by who won man of the match, which was Dan Lavacum. Oh, sorry, Dan Lavatoon. Um he, he kept us in the game, I'd say the last 15 minutes. You know, sort of put past some good saves when Chelmsford were going forward, trying to trying to nick a late goal. And he was superb. I, yeah, go on. go on. Sorry, go on. No, you go. You go. The th- the thing was the first half. It's been the first half. It's been like what it has been the last three games, where we've come out the blocks firing, greater chances, and we should have scored. And it's been like that at at Hampton and Richmond. It, should, it was like that for the Bath game, and then and on Saturday at Chelmsford. Second half is a different story. I don't know. I don't know what happens at halftime. 
it, it just come out. They come. I don't know what it is. It, 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 uh, for, for me, I think. I think you, you take the Hampton and Richmond game out of it because they score so early, yeah. uh, and that that sets the game up. Um, but the Bath game and the Chelmsford game, we, we did start the game really well in, in both games, um, and I think I think naturally it'll ebb and flow. And if the away team is on top, you you do anticipate the home team to to right come on then let's have a go at these and let's see what we can do. And the the biggest criticism probably that the team of face at the moment um, is that they're not scoring when they're on top. And that's that's sort of set them up for a bit of a second half where you think, uh, like, we might have to dig in here. And like John said just a minute ago, if we don't take our chances, um, let, let's, let's make sure we don't give too many to the other team. And if, if it's nil-nil, if it's one-all and we're away from home, we, we'd, have, we'd have probably all taken one-all in that bath game. Do you know what I mean? We'd have all taken nil nil in that bath game in hindsight. So yeah, I um slight slight sticky patch, but but at least we're making chances. Would you say it's more a lack of confidence in our strikers than anything else? Uh, a lack of confidence from who? Our actual strikers or from Well just mean? just Lack of confidence in one club trying to score, like wanting to take the shot on or wanting to try and challenge the goalkeeper. Because it seems like every time we're going forwards, the kind of pass back instead of potentially crossing or getting a shot, shot off, it seems like they're um, kind of scared in the final third, in my opinion. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think I've seen that. Um. That's what I'm asking the analyst. He's he knows yeah. better than me. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I don't think I've seen that. I um, without trying to give the game away. Yeah, don't, um, give, don't give any of your notes away, Adam. No, no, no. Um, I don't want that, but we, from an attacking point of view, um, we, we've not been awful. We've we've we haven't scored. I get that. Um, but we haven't been awful. We we sort of just need one to take a massive deflection and go in. Do you know what I mean? You need just, yeah. I, I would say we haven't had the rub of the green in front of the goal. Um, the keeper on Saturday, for example, um, for the chance we have in the first half, pulls off an unbelievable save. One, one, one on one. Um, uh, yeah, we've not scored, but that doesn't go down as a miss in my book. That, that's a really good save. Yeah. And it's just, just one of those. Like I, I would imagine there's a Chelmsford striker scratching his head after the game Saturday thinking, I've not scored today. Well, you're not scored today because Dan Lavercombe's pulled off two or three really good saves. And I was buzzing about that as well because he would have been kicking himself after after Tuesday night, um, especially for this, the second one. And we mentioned it on the pod that he gets us out of trouble more than he puts us in it. Mm. Um, so to put in a man of match performance on Saturday was, was definitely a big, big positive, not just for Dan, but for the team as well, I think, big time. And to keep the clean sheet as well. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's. It's very short-sighted just to look at it and be like, oh, another game where we didn't score and all that and whatever. We didn't concede either. Do you know what I mean? We didn't get beat. We put in a good performance for for however long and then we we adjusted as, as we needed to. As the game ebbed and flowed, we managed it. We did what we needed to do to, to not get beat, first and foremost. If you can't win it, don't lose. Absolutely. What did everyone think of the actual stadium? Um, hated it. But, <laughs> hated it. <laughs> you like it, Matt? No, I I hated it. Sorry, I don't I don't like athletic tracks and stadiums. Like I get the whole thing of like you know I'll save a bit of money you know share with athletic spaces or sports complexes, but I'd like. A proper stadium or a proper ground. It's 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 you can you can, like but like Bath you can tell that's a proper football stadium. That's a proper yeah. ground. Chelmsford it's it's nothing like that at all. And you when the away terrace is a bit of metal steps in the middle of a, like a cricket net. You see though, I like those. I that's the only bit I liked about it was like you could take that terracing away it and build it all together. 
kind of like that. It's very strange. It's the first stadium I've ever been to where the dugouts can be wheeled away. That was weird. At, yeah. at the end of the game. I was like, I've never seen that before. And I'm like, that's very strange. I, I I appreciate like the like the the makeover that, that that must have to go through their ground to one to set up for track and field events, two then to set up football. Because in two weeks' time, you could have someone doing the bloody hammer throw on that pitch. That's what that net is right by the goal. And you're like, it, like imagine your groundsman. <laughs> Someone's throwing a javelin landing in the pitch. Like, imagine the pivots. Yeah. I, 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 I don't mind the stadium. I didn't mind the running track. I, I think the, the, the worst thing about it for me was the, the little stand as we were looking to the left. I was just like, could we do better than that? But maybe we can't. Maybe they just make the best of what they've got and they do a good job of it. To be fair, if that's if that's what they can do, then that's what they can do. We mentioned it, in commentary, John, yeah. that it was nice to have a stadium like that, like an athletics track, where you can actually, because we were so high up in the press box, that it was probably the, one of the first times this season where we've actually been able to see the full pitch. Yeah. Maidstone was like that. Um without the running track yeah so Maidstone had the big terrace corner flag to corner flag opposite the dugout and I think that's that and Dover have been my favourite away grounds this season oh, I'm bath to be fair but Maidstone for just the like the size of the stand and, and not even just the size of it but like there's a lot of bums on seats there as well Um, there's there's people that go there and that was a that was good but Chelmsford was similar to that, but just set that further back because you've got eight lanes of a hundred meter track or whatever. It's it's also very weird having a stadium be that quiet, mainly because any noise the fans make just goes straight it's got up. lost in it. Yeah, it's got lost. lost. There's no roof. There's not a lot of people around because it's all very spread out because you can be a mile away from anyone else because of the running track. So it's very strange having something that quiet at a football ground, which is something I'm not used to. Did you I get the guy you... in the stand shouting, could you pick him up through the radio? Yeah. yeah. So they couldn't hear him on the pitch. Had no idea. Very loud and very biased. <laughs> yeah, had had no idea. Um, and he's he's not that far away. It's just like you say, it's just a big gap, isn't it? Yeah. What was nice is to actually have a commentary game where there was no perspex in front of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing's all smeared in front of your face. And no spiders. No, for, for, the perspex is good when it's clean. No, right. I don't like the perspex. It, it dampens the atmosphere. You feel like you're you're tucked in a, a little box. It's good when you've got the computer and everything in front of you. You don't want to get hit by the ball complying like we would potentially at Taunton. But when you're so far away at Chelmsford, it doesn't matter because the ball's not getting anywhere near you. No. So you don't need the perspex. It was a bit of a squeeze on the seat with the foldable table. Well, for me anyway, because of my belly. But I don't know how Rich felt, but it was a bit of a squeeze on the actual seat. Tight. Yeah. yeah, it was a bit tight. However, fair play to the, the press guys there. They welcomed us in. They gave us a programme for nothing. Um really nice and friendly and to be fair there was a point where I thought we would have to do their <laughs> their Twitter updates because they lost the, they lost the lead to a gamma didn't they bless them they did so their their um Twitter guy had to run off and go and find it and I think it was 10 minutes into the second half before he turned up yeah, yeah. so of course they kicked off a player got booked so all this has happened and he's like what do I need to catch up on what do I need to catch up on yeah, it does it, make it, a difference it, when you are sorry to cut in there, but it does make a difference when a team welcomes you into their stadium, doesn't it? Because yeah. we have had, I don't know if we spoke about it, but maybe we won't name names. We we thanks. We have had we have had we've had times where we have been made to feel um, not welcome. Put it that way. It is also not just over. Weymouth were just as bad. When this we got to turn Weymouth, into a... me and Rich went there, like, 
oh yeah yeah uh, we're with talking me no no everyone's in you're not on the list you're not coming in we're like no we're on the list mm-hmm. you, you need to let us in they did in the end but they weren't very happy about it the media guy was quite nice but he was yeah but the actual club weren't and that's not from any bias point they're not letting us in they're not nice <laughs> What else has happened in the world of Tottenham? So I would say, is that the Chelmsford game done and spoke about? To be you honest, can't really, you can't really go on about a nil-nil, can you? Not much yeah. else to talk about, is there? First half, yeah, basically summed the game up. First half, we were good. Second half, they came into it. Um, she did took her chances in the first. Didn't. And draw, right result, nil-nil, right result. I'll take a point. Yeah. Absolutely. Move on. Shall we talk about the changes at the club, or shall we do that after talking about Farnborough coming up? Uh, talk think... about the club for a bit if you want. Yeah, I think yeah. talk about the club. That's what we're here for. Yeah, so Richard, you'll Not know better than the rest of us. Compare the club now to, say, this point last season in terms of like the social bar area and Food village, how different is it? Uh, well, last year, um, well, actually, take it back a bit further to be fair. Since getting promotion into the Southern Prem, um, the club's been through a lot because I used to work in what used to be called the Peacock Club, um, and and some and to this day, some people still know the bar as the Peacock Club. They still call it the Peacock Club, but basically, I want to say now probably five, maybe no, it's probably more than that. Probably about seven years ago, the club um, had a fire, and it destroyed um, the whole social part of the club. Um, the bar, both bars went skittle alley, um, everything else. Um, so that new building, which you all three have seen today, that has gone through, I think, two different designs because when it first opened, the bar was really small and now they've extended it fully and the bar's also moved from the from where it currently is in the sort of like bottom half of the building. It used to be right at the top. Um, and to be fair, this year... What they've done in that in the bar, what Carl has gone out and done and sorted, is fantastic because not a lot of people were using the bar last year because last year there was um, this. How do you describe it? It was kind of like it's not saying a static caravan is a wrong word. It, it's kind of a bar, but it had it was a long roof and it was it was all drinks on tap. Um, and everything else. And that was quite good, especially when we had the Opal Cup game. That that place was peeving. Um, luckily, Max has just muted his microphone. Bless you. It's sneezing away. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the Food Village last year was busy. and But I think this year now it's become more organised. Um, you've got Coffee Blue. You've got the Burger Plan. You've got the Pasty Boys. You've got the guy who... Um, does the candy floss and donuts and stuff like that. That's all good. And a little temporary bar outside. But what is currently going on inside the actual bar is fantastic because now there's um, Sheppies on tap. Uh, There will soon be a lager going in on tap. I don't know the name of it, but it is soon to be going on tap. Also, the, the TV screen going in last week or the week before for the Hampton and Richmond game. But I think, I don't know if it's being announced, but I don't really know if we should say it. Maybe it'll be announced at the end of the week. But um, there's a TV, uh, screen, a projector going up the other end. So end of the day, that's going to be good because you're going to have two positions to watch the football on. Um, yeah, perfect, to be fair. We can always ask Carl before I put this out if we're actually allowed to say that if not I'll edit it out (laughs) it might be a surprise yeah on Saturday if you don't hear this it never happens (laughs) (laughs) if you do hear it we're in trouble either way (laughs) I I think it's fine to be fair because 
end of the day, people are going to be going in. That's right. People are going to be going in there to watch a 12.30 game anyway. So the more people, the more the merrier. Definitely. Definitely. I think I think if you can have you can have a 12.30 game on TV, which is like that Hampton and Richard game is Liverpool v Everton. And then you can you sit there and watch that. Tottenham play at three. So you've got a little bit of a gap in between both games. You go out to the food village, get yourself a bit of lunch, another drink, whatever, Tottenham play. And then, I mean, in an ideal world, there's a game at 5.30. Could, could we have that on? And make it a day out at Taunton. Do you know what I mean? That that, but the 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 changes that the club, yeah, I haven't seen it like Rich has seen it, but I see the product of it. So I see all these changes. So I come in as a complete newbie, and I see this food village. And I'm like, what a great idea! Like local businesses, local people, keeps that sort of like homely feel to the club as well. Um. It's just a good place to be. It's a good place to watch football. It's a good place to socialize. Um, and then if like Taunton win as well, it's, name a better place. The thing is as well though, and it also nice to have a little bit of variation because you've got if you if you you know when you go to the football grounds as a fan, you basically go to the food bar and it's burger, hot dog, chips. That's it. Yeah. In the food village, you can go. Oh, I don't fancy a burger and chips. Oh, no. oh, all right. Then I'll go and get a wood fire pizza. I'll go and get some tacos. Or I'll go and get a pasty. Yeah, the options are there. It, it pleases everybody. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I think it's such a good idea, and it'll only get better the more, the more it happens, the more games we go through, the more sort of like evolution takes place. Um, just enticing people to come into the club. Max, what do you think of it? You're being a bit quiet tonight. What, what's wrong? With, what's wrong with you? So. Yeah. I've I've come to obviously I've come to Taunton from another club. I've come I've been around non-league football uh, all my life. So coming to Taunton as a complete outsider, I, I've 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 been to the club before, obviously uh, over the last few years. So I've I have seen it grow. Not not personally as as a fan, obviously, but going to the club year after year, I have seen the improvements going. I'm thinking, wow, what a great idea that is! Wow, what a great idea that is! I came for a game last year. Was it um, Tottenham's Ebbsfleet? I came to last year around Christmas, and I was looking around the ground, thinking, "Wow, Christ, these are these are great." You know what great idea that is? What great idea that is? Food village being one of those. Mm. That, that, I think that's a very unique thing. Again, as you were saying, when you go to football, you go up to the food arch, you go get the greasiest burger you've ever gotten, and chips for barely touch the fryer. It's so it's it's not the best quality because it's it's clubs trying to find those fine margins, trying to find those like you know where where can we save twenty p here, where can we save a quid here to try and increase profit. But we've got a unique situation where we don't really need to do that with our food because it's not us selling it, so we can yeah. sell pretty good quality food. So you know when you're you're going away and you're spending four pound fifty for a burger. Or you're coming to us and you're spending maybe like seven, seven fifty, you are getting better quality. Yeah. And yeah, again, the variation, as you says, Rich, is uh, is incredible. You know, burritos, pizza, burgers. It's it's great to see. And I think more choice is only a good thing for the fans as well. Can I just jump in there quickly? No. Um <laughs> thank you. <laughs> for for those of us not watching on Zoom tonight um max fournier is rocking and i mean i knew you whoa 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 my turn my turn max (laughs) fournier is a rocking dwayne the johnson ing the mustache (laughs) dwayne the johnson ing (laughs) put on your sunglasses and make this a a post for on socials because you look at it look at this i honestly think i fancy you Uh, so if I'm not at the game Saturday, Adam, you know why. I want to take you out for dinner. If you're not at the game because you're in Adam's, you know, basement. <laughs> I've been I've been taken away. <laughs> me, me and Adam are going out for a nice romantic de- Those Saturday. If aviators, no they, they just do things to me, Max. Dear Lord, <laughs> Max, Maverick, Maverick, Max, <laughs> Maverick, Max. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> see, look. No, no, no. I'm not goose. I'm peacock, lads. Come on. Love it. Come on, guys. Oh, there we go. Let's keep it on That's brand. There's your title. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not goose. I'm peacock. <laughs> you've heard of Maverick. You've heard of goose. I'm peacock. Oh, fantastic. For context, uh, if you, you're wondering what I look like at home, I imagine these boys will stitch me up and uh, a photo of me with the moustache navigators will be uh, the thumbnail of this podcast episode. Do you know what, as well? Do you know what? Like, we've not even persuaded you to do that. Like, you've you've done that. Like, now, see, you I, know, did this, I did this because know, the boys at work, the boys at work, we, we're doing November. It's, you know, a, it's it, for charity. We're donating to, to Young Lives versus Cancer at the end of the month. So I've gone. I've gone all in for it, mate. It's honourable. I love it. <clears throat> to be Can fair, I Adam. say, for the first of November, that is a great start. Oh you... no, no, no! I, I had the beard already. I've just trimmed everything past. Oh, I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. You missed it before you joined, Adam. Max came on with his camera turned off, and he went, "Lads, I need you to promise me you're not going to take the Mickey." And we're like. Or has he got a black eye or what's broken nose? What's Shaved he his head or something. <laughs> got no, it's, it's, it's the stash that makes me look like I'm on a register. He's got a face mohawk. He, he came on and he said, what, do you need, need you to know which month it is? And it just clicked <laughs> and we're like, oh, moustache. <laughs> Love it. Now it's good effort, Max. It's good cause. Good for you. I mean, it's better than... It's taking anyway, you nine months we, to grow uh, it. Can we move there. on to the farm brigade? <laughs> Yeah, let's go. Right. Hang on, though. Hang cool. on. There's two more bits to talk about at the club. Two more bits. Getting ahead of ourselves. Richard, what's Move bit number one? Anything. Number one being um, another thing to look out for on Saturday, which Carl has said we can talk about, um, is the new PA system going in this weekend. Um, PA system? That should be good. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a brand new PA system. Basically the same system as um, the county ground for cricket in Taunton. Um, oh, nice. That's going to be first time used on Saturday, fingers crossed, weather permitting. Um, so that's going in. Um, so you're going to notice a difference. And also, Max, wasn't there some news from a sponsorship deal today that's gone out on Twitter on the club website? I don't know if anyone's seen that. It's just another bit I'm able to edit out. <laughs> judging by Max's face, <laughs> it's very good. Okay, I'll tell yes. You. So, uh, so when we, yes, when this when this episode goes out, yes, we'll 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 have been a sponsorship post out Max's... on the club social medias. <laughs> well, well, uh, Max's, about... What time is it going out? Because I need to make sure I don't put this up too early. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it was it was going out at seven o'clock. It's currently half eight, and it's currently <laughs> sat on the website. <laughs> So if I release this at normal time on a Thursday morning, it will be all right. Yeah, yeah, that'll be out. I don't have to edit. So yes, S. Morris Limited have uh, have joined the club. (laughs) It's Uh, funny. Max's moustache. Your moustache quivers when you get stressed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so. You know what? I'm so glad you've actually brought up because you reminded me to do it. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Love it. I'm so glad you brought that up. Look, look, we're, we're not all perfect. Uh, I am close to it, but I'm not quite there. So, do you, do you know the company, or do you want me to tell you? I, I'll, I'll be honest. If, I, if you give me a minute to read through a press release, I'll be able to tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you now. Richard just googled them. So, <laughs> <clears throat> S. Morris Limited are a concrete and construction material supplier. They who will are... also be supplying c- concrete and construction materials to the club for any further stadium development, and have also added an advertising board. To the top of Dorset and Somerset Air Ambulance Stand. Have I smoothed that over, lads? Well <laughs> Fantastically. I didn't even notice it. Nope, we've, we've smoothed that one out. Uh, so that was always on Twitter. Um, not Max Fournier, not smooth operator. Always. With that mustache. Especially, yeah. especially with <laughs> this those stash aviators. Yeah, yeah, big time. <laughs> <laughs> the editor will be working hard tonight. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> There is one more uh, club thing that we can talk about. Richard? Yep. Peacock Radio. Yes. We might be upgrading some of our equipment. Yes, we will. Um, Thanks again to Media Man Max. Thumbs up, Max. Um, 
I just want to say well done to him as well for the new logo for Peacock's radio. I'm really <laughs> impressed. It is banging. Um, Adam's giving a round of applause. Um, Get some yeah, claps in the chat. You deserve a pat on the back, mate. It's actually really good. Um, it has only taken like six weeks of me pestering to get him to do it. But, you know. <laughs> considering where this was last year. The mustache to grow. Standing up on a scaffolding but a plank, basically, and doing it via Twitter, to now having a full-on link and looking more professional. Stop laughing, Adam. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it, gets, it looks a million dollars to be fair. And Max has managed to get hold of a mixing desk for us as well. So, bit of an upgrade. No more pulling out wires, John, and pulling your hair out on Saturdays before kickoff. Well, I've still got to have a play with the mixing desk to make sure I know how it works before I go, yep, yeah, right. I'm not doing it the old way anymore. <laughs> so, that's why was... um, th- one, one of those little things like that, like. It might seem insignificant, like to the outside world, um, but one to actually get our hands on it, just like being really resourceful and and using the network. But then two, how how it will change the product and and improve what you guys do. Like it, we're already at a good standard with Peacock's Radio. Do you know what I mean? Like with with like substandard equipment. Not I don't mean that disrespectfully, but like you're not wrong. It's it's one MacBook in. Two really cheap headsets. That That's is what I mean. Like, all it and is. and you, what is it like? Nine thousand listens or something like that. Like, Fair enough. Like eight and a half, nine thousand. It's crazy. And I, I read that comment on the supporters page. I can't remember the, the guy's name that said it, um, but I screenshot it because he summed it up perfectly. Where he said, "You're the link between the people that can't get to the game for whatever reason, but you two are the link that people listen to, choose to listen to, to talk about the game." When, when they can't get there and it just it just makes the club that a little bit more far-reaching and I, I think it's phenomenal and then there's people behind the scenes max like that's tapping into the network to get to get good equipment it's 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 class I think for, for, for me coming in and you know, when I come in I did, I did a stop take of what current media was going on what the projects were what was what equipment we had how we were using it how we we're engaging with viewers and the people consuming content for, for supporters. And the thing that stood out to me was Peacock's radio. Looking at what equipment you two were working with as well, which I would call pretty abysmal for what quality you were producing. It is very it's, basic. For me doing my stock take, it, it was really good. And yeah, so- props to you two for working with that sort of <clears throat> equipment and being able to produce that sort of thing. It, it it took me a while to figure out how to get the two headsets to work off of one audio port with brand new computer that I wasn't really up to scratch with. And now I can, without major technical problems, I can get it to work in within five minutes. Yeah, it's good. It's, but hopefully with all the new equipment, we make it even better and keep producing higher quality commentary which then will lead to more people listening in altogether that's why rich i suggested we do um the somerset premier cup game because if we've got the equipment then we can do that as a test run and then it doesn't matter if we get it wrong it does make sense yeah i i uh i think it's going to be something that enhances what you already produce like it's it's going to be good it's going to be good but uh yeah fingers crossed the weather holds off saturday have you got it this saturday well i don't max have you got hold of the actual equipment yet or yeah so i've we're we're just making sure that we can um we can get it i mean get it working uh if the game is on saturday we are going to give it a trial run, Love hopefully. It. Risky. And if it doesn't, that's Wait. fine. This Saturday? Yeah. John and Rich aren't here. Yeah, I know. That's that why, that's why means... Max wants to do it. That means <laughs> yeah. we're trialling it, Max. Mm, yeah, that's right, we're... Adam. Oh, that yeah, moustache. That... If the game if the game is off Saturday, then I will be playing around with it at home. But I think I think we'll be all right. I've, I've had a look at it. You mean the mixing deck, right? 
Yeah, yeah, that too. Got that mustache. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll have a go over mixing deck. I'll have a look at it because I've I've picked up some microphones for you two as well. What a guy! Have a go with those, and well, you've got the, some recordings, all the cables and everything. And... We've got some cables. <laughs> if they're the correct ones, is we're hoping. <laughs> we're hoping they're the correct ones. Max Fournier, Clubman of the Year, twenty twenty three. Uh, I've also pointed out no one that I'm paying for Twitter blue ball away, but here we go. There is uh, <clears throat> there is just one thing as well regarding Saturday. Um, I got a message um, in our DMs on Peacock Radio. Oh, on... someone sliding in. Yeah, someone sliding, someone's sliding in for Peacock Radio DMs. Yeah, um, that, someone will be sliding into it... Max Fournier soon, won't you, Adam? Radio. <laughs> um, Basically, it's from the Farmer Media team on Saturday asking whether they can share our link to the commentary because their commentary team won't also be there on Saturday. <laughs> so, good luck, boys. They want. <laughs> yeah, to yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I yeah. will be checking how many listens we've got now. <laughs> I'm gonna be signed off work with stress next week. I do. Oh yeah, put yeah, put more pressure on us to succeed. Why don't you, Max? We'll rise up to it. Mate. We'll rise up to it, mate. Me and you, dream team. Well, I will be listening and having the score count, the swear count going on. So you do best, oh, best behavior. No. I am. Um, I'm. I'm definitely not like a commentator diva or anything like that. I don't have like a rider that you need to do. I don't need a drink or anything. <laughs> what I do need is Max and those aviators while I'm commentating. All I need is a big brown fur coat, and I will yeah. be sorted. You can borrow John Maxon. He's got one of them. Yeah, John. John Maxon. With these aviators, with the fur coat, and we are off to the races, mate. I'll take you to the races. I'm telling you. <laughs> I found yeah. I found Adam's type clearly. Yeah, you are his type. You are just you. Oh, oh no! It's a mustache. It, it doesn't mean. I'm going to be commentating. I'm just going to feel a hand on my leg halfway through. And on that note, let's change farm, topics bro. very quickly before we get to the graphic. We talk about farm, bro. Should we talk about Farnborough? Let's talk about Farnborough. We're talking about Farnborough. What's everyone's expectations? Well, assuming it's on. Assuming it's on. I would like a good point there. A good point. Only a they point. are in they are in good form. They are in good they're a good side in they're good in form. Good they've form. got some they've got some good quality players. So yeah, I'll I am um, I'll take a good point. Adam's favourite player. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you now, if he had a moustache. Anyway. Who is your um, favourite player, Adam? Go on. Uh, Taylor Maloney. It's football manager. It, 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 the only reason why Adam likes him is I had a save on football manager 23, where I started unemployed, went to Welling, where Taylor Maloney was, Adam saw his stats and was like, he's going to be a world-beater. He is going to be a lot. In that game, he's going to be a world-beater. Two seasons later, I've released him on a free. <laughs> we don't always get it right. We don't always get it right. Okay. Like, then, can I give you a different one, but he's currently a farmer, but I've also had a foot in foot manager who is a bowler, Ollie Pendlebury. I had him in foot manager. He's currently at farmer. I signed him from Farnborough in my Rochdale save and he played 100 games for me he was brilliant uh, then Swindon Town came in for him gave me 100k he didn't play a single game and got released the same season so you signed him back on a free <laughs> uh, no by that point I'd already gone to Watford and he, I was better than him oh yeah fair but so, yeah I Farnborough pose a tough uh, a tough game they, they will be a tough nut to crack I think on on Saturday. However, caveat that with if it's a little bit wet and it's a little bit sort of blowing a hoolie, that might be a bit of a leveller in the game as well. So it might it, it might kill the game, the weather, but it also might be a little bit of like potential like defender's nightmare or there might be like the 30-yard the strike that just like caught in the wind and it just blows all over the place. Do you know what I mean? Um, it could. It, I just hope it's on. It could. It could be spectacular in those conditions. Um, let's see if we can beat the weather first and foremost, and then uh, do our best, best to beat Farnborough. Yeah, best of luck to Robin Kev. Be working on the pitch probably for the next few days. 
best of luck. If they do get it on, then you know, fair play to them. That's a, a great achievement. Farnborough are one of the form sides at the moment because um, they they're currently six games unbeaten in the league. Yeah. Yeah, but we went something like what ten games unbeaten, wherever it was. So runs yeah. have to come to an end at some point. It's um could be this Saturday. Absolutely. I, I think it'd be a really good game because like, although our form at the moment is not fantastic, you don't become a bad team overnight. And we have been really good at home this year. We've been organized, disciplined, we have scored goals at home. Farnborough, I think, will look at it and be like, oh, it's, it's, it's the flip of a coin, really, I think. Because you could look at it one hand and be like, oh, they're they're in bad form, they're a good time to play them. But you could also look at it and be like, they're trying to right the wrongs that they've suffered in the last couple of weeks. They they could look at us and, and yeah, and I think I think it'll be the latter for us, um, so to be fair. Be, be more like a, a wounded animal. It could either roll over and die or I hope so. come out and attack you. Yeah, I hope so. I um. I think I think the signs are there um, that that it's like every team's gone up a blip, um, but we 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 don't become a bad team overnight. And up until what last Saturday, two Saturdays ago, we hadn't lost at home all season in the league. So yeah, back try and get back back to normal, back to winning ways, and and uh, well, <laughs> got to beat the weather first. That might be the toughest opposition this week, to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Because obviously you boys are all new to um, Chorlton this year, but when it rains on that pitch, Rob and Kev do so much work to get games on. It's just that bottom corner down by the, down by the fire station end. So Which ends that? So if you imagine sitting in the press left, box. Left-hand side as we're looking at it. Yeah, look at the bottom left-hand corner. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. It'd be... Um... It's my last game for a little bit of time as well, so I'd I'd like it on for that for that little bit of reason. So yeah, this is your going away game, isn't it? This is my going away game. I wouldn't yeah, say I, um, going away. I think I'm not going away. He's having surgery. I'm I'm having a mustache implant. <laughs> he's taking it off of Max's <laughs> face, but not on yours. <laughs> uh, but no, I um I I might have a I might have to have a couple of games away. So I um yeah I, I want this one on a little bit more. Yeah, you want to go out with a bang. Absolutely. Shall we do score predictions? Oh, I do like this part. Yeah. Who's yeah. currently the, the score predictions at the moment? Have you got like a chart? I, I don't I don't think anybody's got one right. Um I've got a draw for Saturday just gone. Not the correct result, but I've I'm the one the closest to getting it correct. Yeah, um, that, don't, that don't count. When I get, no, do you play? No, 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 no. Do you play the Super Six, the Sky Super Six? No. So if yeah. you get if you get a correct result, you get five points, and if you get a correct, so if you put like two one win in, but it's three one, you get two points. Um, we should maybe create a little table like that and see how it goes throughout the season. Well, we can we we'll probably start that at some point, just not today because it's too much maths. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got oh, a lot of time off coming up, so yeah, you know, you, you can do that. Yeah, I'll you do go that. first. Prediction wise, go on then. All right, who's going first? You are me, right? Yeah, I've been quite miserable and depressing and boring with my score predictions with like nil nils, one nils. I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna say it's a four three to Taunton. Oh, goals galore! Completely change it. Take that. It's gonna be. The a ball is going to slip and slide. There's going to be a lot of slipping and defenders over nightmare and a yeah, defenders nightmare. And then we'll all the attackers will pounce on that. And I'm I'm yeah. going to say it's going to be a last minute Dave Simsbury's winner. Stop it! Oh, Don't mate, Cross comes in, goalkeeper goes to catch it, fumbles it, he's there, pokes it in. Everyone's happy apart from and he does Barbara. a 47-yard knee slide because it's dripping wet. Yes. Love it. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. Complete opposite than normal. I can see it happening. I can see it happening. Yeah. Richard, your score. Mine. I'm going to go for a kind of similar situation to you. I think we're going to score like a late winner. Uh, I'm going to go for 2-1 and I want Austin Booth to come in and get a last minute winner. Oh, 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 
Maximus. So I am going to say 1 0 Thornton. I think we'll get goal early in the first half hour, I'll say, and then we'll just see the game out. Game management in a wet, windy pitch. And I'm going to say the goal, Nat Jarvis. I think he's, oh. he's, he'll be itching for a goal because I think even he will admit he's he's missed a couple in the last couple of games where maybe he should have got it. I think he's be itching to get himself a goal, prove himself as the striker. We need Taunton striker. He's be itching for a goal. I think we'll get one and then we'll see the rest of the game out. Nice. Like it. Adam? Like Redemption it. Arc. Uh, I am also going to go for 2-1 to Taunton. But slightly different to how Rich described it. So I'm going to say that we actually go one nil down. I'm going to say that we get, we go one nil down uh, in the first half. It's one all at half time, but we we dig in, we fight, we show a little bit of uh, cojones, and I'm going to say Zach Smith winner. Oh, I like that. Ooh, I like that, that for Zachy boy. Yeah, I'm going to say Zach, Zach Lantern. Yeah. Zach Smith. <laughs> yeah. This is why this is this is why gambling, like just I see that and I'd be like, yeah, that's worth a fiver. Let's go. Yeah, fair enough. And love it. Right. Shall we head over to questions? Go ahead. Richard, you got the questions to hand or um talk amongst yourselves, I will find them. No, one job, car. So Max, your mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've got a question. What, what would you like to know about my mustache, Adam? That you don't already know. Do you slash do you have plans to brush it? <laughs> and I, you you might not currently because it's only the first of November. However, daylight sixteen seventeen, I can already tell that that beast is gonna need taming. You have handlebars. <laughs> handlebars. I, I so, Rich, have you got those questions getting, yeah? <laughs> you, you're a bit of a young buck at the moment, Max. You've got a lot to learn, and I think I think this moustache could be the making of you. <laughs> yeah, right. Richard, questions? Yeah, so questions, every week, in, uh, every week I try and put it out on the day of recording to anyone who's got a question for us to answer or a topic, um, then please, obviously, leave it in the comments and we'll do our best to, to answer it. Um, we had two this week, and we've got one left over from last week that I'll obviously answer because you guys probably can't. Nope. Um, so first question we had today um, from Mike Kurzweil says, is it true that we may be signing a new striker from a lower league team? Yeah, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take this one. I'll so, take it. I've got a comment after as well. So social media, I get given press releases to go out. Obviously, one earlier didn't quite go up on time, but that's all up now. Um, again. But I do get given them early. I do get given you know, about a week or two notice for, for most major announcements. I've got nothing on my desk. I've got nothing to hide. I've got nothing on my desk that's remotely close to anything signing related. And I find out and it goes out, right? Because I'll be planning videos. I'll be planning this. I ain't got nothing. I've got nothing cool coming up with, you know, get a new signing, cinematics, you know, edit some of his highlights together. No, nothing. Political answer, John? Well, I was going to say, I can confirm, if Rob Dre is interested, I'm not very good, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> He's got my number. He knows where I am. <laughs> he knows where I'm, I sit, and he knows who I talk to, so he can come find me. I'm not very good. I'm a bit overweight, but if you need numbers, I'll do it. What, what playing strike. style? What what's playing style? Oh. Uh, what, what profile are you? Just just so I want to see if you fit. Honestly, I'd profile. probably go for an old school centre back. I'm just going through you, taking yeah. you out, breaking your legs. Like it, proper non-league. Terry Butcher if... band no, headband because all the blood and everything. That's what that's me. You just wear that pre. We, we know Rob you know listens I mean? to these podcasts. Rob, if you if you've got numbers for a Somerset Premier Cup game. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, I would love to see Jota play in a Somerset Cup game. That'd be class. I mean, I don't... The, the I mean, radio I'm, boys I'm, are up front. 
I will be I... dead when it finishes, but I'll give it a go. Is there like a is there a potential here? Have we just like potentially unearthed a like players v staff friendly in the summer? Oh no, absolutely I, not. I want a fans versus staff game. Oh, I really want it. For, yeah, fans versus stuff. I think it'd be class. That I can go with, but I'm not going. I'm not being defender and having to chase Nick McCutie, who is <laughs> older than me, but still faster than me. I'm not doing. I it. would. I would pay. I would John, pay such good money to see John versus Nick in a corner. John, if it was, if it was, money. if it was fans v staff, though, which team would you play for? I'll have to go for staff and then at half time change over. Yeah, so it, it would be staff and volunteers. So, you know, maybe me and Matt Villas locking down defense. Uh Shut you and up. you and uh <laughs> Adam and John Steve, in the middle of midfield. Steve Phillips in goal. Uh Adam, with that touch against Bath, you're straight in the midfield boy. <laughs> Love it. And once Love you've it. had once you've had that surgery, I expect you to be box to box. Well, mate, I went box to box when uh, I should have been box to box. He's definitely a ball, a ball playing midfielder with that touch. Bring it down, pass it forwards. I am a ten, ten yard box. If it in in that box, if you're not in the box, I ain't interested in it. And that <laughs> ten yard box is, it's somewhere either side of the halfway line. Where Did would you put Richard? Ginger Perlo in midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richie, I'm Chubby oh, Alonso. Yeah, ginger Perlo. No, he's too tall. No, you're no, you're Shabby Alonso, mate. Chubby Alonso. <laughs> Chavi. Chavi Alonso, Chavi Alonso, whichever. Game in his trackies, he'd be Chavi Alonso. So to answer Mike's question, then we don't know. No, yeah, I've, I've, I've got nothing. I'm an open book. There's, there's nothing on my desk. Um, and, and if we did know, this wouldn't be the place to announce it. No, it would not. <laughs> no, well, there is that, but like, we're being honest. I don't have anything. Being honest, I'll do it. You know, I, I could go and tease, like, oh. Wait soon, there might be something, but no, no, there isn't. There's a big announcement soon. What's that? Oh, there's a new whiskey. Yeah. Big <laughs> announcement. The game's on somehow. That's yeah. the only big announcement. That's the storm's out this week. gone. The only big announcement coming out this week, the only shocker would be the game's on. Richard, next question. Um, so this is still football related, but it's not Taunton related. Um, is it coming home next year? Ask Harry Johnson. No, it's not. Oh, not careful. Careful. It, no, careful. Uh, all my thought process. Steady. France still have a young-ish squad and Kylian Mbappe. Yeah. Okay. We you should have beaten them. We should have beaten them this year, or last but, year, whenever it was. But we didn't. We no, we didn't. But like that, you can't win every game, and obviously, like experience a little bit more. I am. Um, I, I still... don't. Don't. Don't do that classic English thing where you just write it off before it started because it. it, it I'm I. Not, I am. Um, I'm not I, saying I, we're not. I, I would love it to happen just to shut half the population up. I, I would absolutely be 100% behind the team when it happens, but I still think France are going to win. Just because they've got such, such a good team. I'm... With the form he's in, Drew Bellingham <laughs> could win a World Cup by himself at the moment. <laughs> do you not think, though, with the France thing, do you not think, like, like that their team will be similar to what they had in the World Cup? Yeah. And they like, almost won the World Cup. Yeah, no, if, no, if they, it weren't for they, they, one they particular player who was the best no, no, player no, no, in the world. No, I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. But at the same time, like, you, you could look at it and be like, oh, they've played together a lot. But I do feel like there would be people that, like, Carl Walker, the whole Mbappe thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, he would have, he, Carl Walker's in the form of his absolute life. He's got the experience. I'd like to think he would have. He's got a bit of a plan for Mbappe, as I would like to think that like Jude Bellingham in midfield, he's going to play with Tuashemi and Camavinga every single week now. I am um, no, I like it. Declan but, Rice is in good form. Harry Kane's flying. Who would Why you not? have in goal for England? Who would I have in goal right now? You can't, you can't drop pick down African. But Everton could potentially get relegated. Would you want? Jordan Pickford not in good form at the Euros. Jordan Pickford. Jordan Pickford doesn't have to be in bad form for Everton to get relegated. By the way, 
No, Jordan Pippen could be in world class form in Everton's ever relegated. But yeah, exactly. He's gonna he's gonna be in a relegated team. So he might not be as confident compared to someone like Nick Pope. Do you know no. what? That's one goalkeeper I always forget about. Nick Pope. Nick Pope. Yeah. He he yeah. he's third choice. He's gonna have a good hey, season to get ahead Pickford, of Ramsdale and Pickford. Pickford should not even be in contention. If Ramsdale's fit, he starts. Jordan Pickford, if you're listening to this, if Jordan Pickford to this, please write to the club to discuss Max Fournier's opinion. No, mate, <laughs> if, if Ramsdale's fit, Pickford should not even be in contention. Ramsdale's not playing for Arsenal. Yeah, that's the tough sell though, isn't it? Yeah, he's not going to be in any kind of form because he's not playing. I, I honestly is, I don't understand surprised. that personally, but I think he's he's so much better than David Bryant. I don't know why he's not starting for Arsenal. That's a different question entirely. Let's but look at we can get into that another day. <laughs> if Ramsdale's fit, he should have that number one shirt easily. Let's look at the England squad though. We've always had a problem like England have always had a problem when it comes to a pos- a position in the pitch. Like there was there was like if you go back tournaments and, and tournaments ago, who's gonna be a right back? That that's just that question's now answered. Who's gonna be playing alongside um Who's going to be our two centre-backs? I think that's been answered. Uh, Gahey's going to be there with Maguire. I know people are going to give Maguire. See, that is controversial. The bigger one, who's going to be playing left-back? That's that's, that's Levi Colwell, surely. Just rewind. (laughs) You think think our starting centre-back partnership at the Euros is Mark Gahey and Harry Maguire? It's Gareth Southgate. It's going to be Harry Maguire. Is, is John Stones like just is he is, is, he, just, is he died is he gone I, I can't see Stones starting Calvo he's mate, he is an integral part of Man City's treble winning team can't see was it. integral to that backline can't see it right you've got to go through the rest of the team because there's going to be like the starting the starting partnership should be Tamori and Stones that is your starting a, partnership I'm just slightly there's worried about a, time because we're already running over an hour oh jo, no John and, shush and we're not having a very long, like two-hour podcast. That's not happening. Yeah, if Rich, if Rich wasn't giving us the worst football opinions ever, then what? we could maybe talk about under an hour. Well, no, but... what we could do then is I can, if we leave it there, then no. Rich can let you stew, and then next week he can explain himself. No, he's not explaining himself now. Vent and rant at him, and I will just sit there and laugh. Because we're not going to be able to talk about the Farnborough game that much because we're not going to be there. That's fine. <laughs> I will. This all right. Next week, I'll continue to answer this question and I will pick you my eleven for the first game. No, not just your eleven. Let. How about our homework for the next week? All four of us is our England squads. The twenty-five, isn't it, or the twenty-three? Three, three. three yeah. The twenty-three man squad for England at the Euros next year. That's our homework because we're probably not going to have a game to talk about next Saturday. Uh, next week. So we're going to need something. <laughs> we do have one more question, but I don't think it's going to be... We're probably going over our time to answer it. Yeah, no. I'm... That is the striker one, isn't it? It is. You can well, do that I... one in a few words. Go. <laughs> Taunton have had brilliant strikers over the years. Um, I can't think... Who asked me this? Was it Lee? Yeah, it was Lee. Um, so if I was to pick my top two strikers we've had over the years of me supporting him as a, as a striker, uh, as a fan, sorry, since 98. You can't take much away. You boys probably won't remember these two players' names, but you can't take much away from Anthony Lynch and Ennis Lake. Those two are were phenomenal during the Western League. Used to play Who, sorry? What were their names? Anthony Lynch and Ellis Lake. Okay. Um, Lynch, you went on to Tiverton. Um, Ellis Lake was a was a Villa was a Villa fan, and he went on to score at Villa Park in the vast final. Um, yeah, we were we, they were class. Is that your answer? Yeah, there's there's, there's 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 been so many so many good strikers. There we Love go. It. That one answered that one. Then, <clears throat> right, we'll show call that a wrap. 
because I'm pretty sure I've got some editing to do. <laughs> Probably. Max hasn't sworn. Not this week. There's not one on the swear count, so that's always. I good. mean, I mean, we can we can change that. I mean, I'm gonna, <laughs> you can swear, but I'm going to edit it out anyway. So. I'm good. I'll save for swear, Joe. Are you looking I'm, forward? I'm, I'm already pretty far deep. Are you looking forward? Steady, 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 steady. Oh, Richard, you asking? Yeah. Are you looking forward to your commentary duty on Saturday? You two, if the game goes ahead. I mean, I don't think I don't think we'll make it. I'll be perfectly honest. But you know, if the game was to go ahead, are you looking forward to it? Yes, absolutely. Adam, I've I haven't slept for three nights thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be gutted when he gets called off then, isn't he? Um uh, I'm, I'm up. I've been to Taunton tonight and I've put this little greenhouse over over the pitch. Pitch looking lovely to be fair, clean, bone dry. You know, did you see that photo from Sky Sports of Peter Drury had his list of um like commentary phrases written out? Adam's got an entire book of those yeah. ready for Saturday. The, the difference between me and Mr. Drury is that I don't need to write them down. <laughs> Oh, that's a good. That's, that's that's good. I'm I'm looking forward to this, Adam. There's a couple so, of times for uh, the episode here, John. I think we're going to have your work cut out. No, I, th- I think I've got it covered. It's the goose one. It's the goose one. <laughs> it's the goose. It's got one. Me, It's got me. The goose one. The, <laughs> the Heidi. The Heidi Klum. Oh, Heidi Klum. Love a peacock. All right. Um, we should call it there with Adam's confidence of his abilities on Saturday. And we shall reconvene next week. So everyone say your goodbyes. Cheers for listening, everyone. Your goodbyes. Cheerio. Love it, Adam. (laughs) There's there's always one, isn't there? What a boy. And yeah. So good. We'll catch you again. Goodbye. Little slice of peacocks in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs>